that's almost like playing if if you think that you can tell that someone's circumcised just by doing that that's almost by playing like a game of mystery box and trying to figure out what's in the box <laughs> it was their first run at two-factor authentication like, okay <laughs> his face i recognize that let's check out let's check out the penis <laughs> okay that's a mismatch <laughs> Your penis doesn't match your face there, buddy. <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two ex-members of the Lord's Army. Now, Scott, to <laughs> someone who has <laughs> no <laughs> idea <laughs> what that means... <laughs> To someone who has no context of what members of the Lord's Army might mean, you might think it's some paramilitary organization <laughs> in deep Arkansas. But what yeah. do we what do we mean by member of the Lord's Army? Um, as a kid, that's exactly what I thought. It was I was like, I'm doing an actual <laughs> military military organization. I'm gonna have a role in killing a demon at some point in my life. I'm God's uh, Green Beret. <laughs> I have a license to kill, but evangelize first. <laughs> would you like um, would you like Jesus? No? Blam. <laughs> Bam. Um Yeah, it it's all toned around a few verses to my recollection of like putting on the armor of God and and like being part of like the the angel armies uh, of the Lord above. And so like every day you're supposed to pray to God, your commander in chief. And then you are just his, (laughs) you are his uh, humble servant. (laughs) (laughs) I think people pray to the president a lot more than you think, Evan. I I bet. No, I bet if we took a guess, no, no, no. How many people to the president? (laughs) Oh, I bet they Nobody do. prays to the president. I bet at least five people. Nobody prays to a Democratic president. Let me say That's that. That's probably fair, but I still <laughs> there might be more than one. Did people pray to Trump? There. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People, like, try to, like, bring Trump to where they're at. They try to, like, uh, completely, like, transport him. Like, pr- please bring Donald Trump here to get me out of my, the speeding ticket. <laughs> please, God. <laughs> Please, um, dear God, baby Donald Trump. <laughs> baby Donald Trump, our commander-in-chief. Our commander-in-chief. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, you're essentially you're supposed to be in God's army because there's an army of devil and darkness out there and we're the soldiers of the light. And so you were supposed to like, everything was very war based. Okay. Evan, everything was very war based. (laughs) Did you have a very military esque kind of, uh, Christianity? Yeah. I mean, like I think the, yeah, the, uh, verbiage was there. So, uh, this all spun from, there's a children's song called I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. <laughs> I, I'm in the. I, <laughs> put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, but there's a there's a song called uh, "I'm in the Lord's Army," and it goes something to the effect of like, "I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery." I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. sir. And it just does that for like ever. Um, And it's wild because it's like, you know, it's wild on two levels. One is uh, while that's presenting this war front at that early of an age to kids and being like, you're at war. But it's a fun war. <laughs> um, but the other part of it, I think, is hilarious. It's war, but with peanut butter jellies. <laughs> if, if you, <laughs> with orange slices. If you are, um, it, like, if you're a grown person still being like, well, you know, I, I never marched in the infantry. I never, you know, I was never in Iraq. I was never in Baghdad. <laughs> I was, I was never in Kabul. Um, but I'm an equally important member of the military because I was in the yes. Lord's army. Respect me because I'm in the army, the Lord's I'm army. I'm a veteran of spiritual warfare. Uh, Give me my gum for 50 cents less. I'm just rereading the lyrics and it's like, (laughs) I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, or shoot the artillery. I may never shoot for the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. That's wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just, like you said, it's telling these kids like, you might not ever join the military, little Billy, but you're just as important because being in the military deserves respect. That's why I'll respect you. It also does, I think, the most wild thing about it that's like kind of glossed over here is the fact that the song assumes a clear and present danger of an enemy in the real world. Yeah, this was clearly written in a wartime. Yeah, it was clearly written like there is an enemy. There America is Francis Scott Key wrote this. (laughs) (laughs) America's already at war with somebody and this person wrote it and was like, you know, this goes out to everybody who may not ever join the military. Nothing like feeling of taking another man's life if I shooting with a musket. You know what? It was probably mm. written by a draft dodger, calling it. <laughs> yeah. Someone who had bone spurs and couldn't join <laughs> and couldn't join Nam. Were there other military esque songs? Like I know we've talked about like doing more military ish stuff in church, but I'm trying to think like kids um, songs. Um we would sing Military like God Children's Bless America. Songs. Would you sing God Bless America in church? God bless. Yes, absolutely. We would do that every 4th of July. Yep. No matter what. 
um that that always made me feel weird oh yeah yeah that one felt like i was suddenly par- transported into like a yeah a different time like yeah, where it, are we it was like all of a sudden you just went to just a memorial day festival <laughs> inside your church and it's yeah. like god bless america america the beautiful would get yep, we would do that one too like um uh and it was always a very like patriotic message around america did you ever have i think we've talked about this with maybe the vbs stuff in the past but um did you ever have to salute the christian flag only in vacation bible school we would do vbs we would also do it on fourth of july we would salute the christian flag that was you know used to for good in many situations no never (laughs) been used for bad Never Ever. bad. Ever. Always good. Always good reasons to fly that Christian flag. <laughs> um, not that there are yeah. like thousands of video games based off of it. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're good there. Um, no, I never, I don't have any recollection of saluting it on a particular holiday. Um, I remember reciting the Christian Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and God's holy word. For the nation, no. for the king, for... Nationwide Christian, is on your side. Christian Pledge of Allegiance. Let's look it up. Um, That's going to bring me back if I can remember this. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Hey, this is, this is good audio content, right? <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag... And to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, stands. One, brotherhood, one brotherhood uniting, uniting all, all mankind. Christian. Oh, oh, I think it might be uniting all Christians, but oh, this uniting one says, all Christians in service, service in and love. in love. Yeah, I remember that. The end. That just triggered me back to like being eight years old, <laughs> and everything smelling like pee. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of. I, there is a lot of militaristic propaganda when it comes, to, and I think not without reason because, like, fuck, like two thirds of the Bible is war stories. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a as we've been reading. There's a lot of gruesome, kind of bloody shit that happens. Yeah. To, especially, I think what always gets me um, in a different mindset when reading this Bible again is that so many things have gotten inaugurated by violence it's like like i'm still thinking about that time where they're like yeah we're gonna bless all the levites because they're the ones that killed all these people so congratulations like good job levites. you're now god's chosen ones because you killed the most people way to go <laughs> you're not you're now god's chosen ones because you're the only ones left <laughs> you're the ones that survived <laughs> <laughs> well done just like god intended um it's a nice moral of if you kill everyone else you do end up being the last ones left and so you have to be divinely you have anointed. to be blessed in that moment yeah i i don't know enough about about the history of the time and how god was really used in like warfare i from what i have gathered what i i would even say i guess that is that with God being a, a reason and the source of many pieces of knowledge, like why is it rain and why does this thing happen? Why does the sun go up and down? So like God was the mo- was the pinnacle of, I would say, a lot of knowledge. So I'm guessing like people would pray to God all the time before warfare to get 
It's kind of like we, we were talking about like people praying for God before football games. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I hope my team wins. <laughs> so whatever they could do to make sure God was behind them. But well, I think that's just bled story. into our society today. Yeah. There's a whole story about Saul uh, losing his kingdom because he didn't sacrifice. We didn't wait for Nathan to sacrifice an animal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan or Samuel can't remember. Um, and he entirely loses the kingdom based off of that. There's also the famous story of Constantine uh, riding into battle, adopting the Christian flag. Um, and he wins and he was like, all right, well, guess this flag works. Christianity for me today. Yeah. <laughs> Which his mom was also a Christian. So there, that led into his, but like the story yeah. is like he rode into battle under the hmm. uh, Cairo uh, symbol. Um, the P with an X in it. Jesus was like, "That's badass. Indeed. That guy deserves a win." This, this guy, this guy's logo. pretty metal, honestly. This guy's pretty awesome. Actually, I'm rooting for him now. Yeah. Never mind everybody else. Yeah. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, people getting screwed by God, it. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Moses. Um, specifically, uh, there are many stories we can tell on Moses, and there are many yeah. stories we've already told. Um, but specifically, we're talking about the time where God almost killed Moses. Dun, dun, dun. Everybody forgets this part, because I did. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What a mystery. And there are also a few different things we can talk about in this verse. Um, but Exodus verse or chapter 4, Moses has already killed a man. By the way, he did that um, in Egypt, and he fled to Midian where he uh, married his wife and um, lives with his father-in-law, essentially, on his farm. Um but this is where God speaks to him at the burning bush where he gets the vision to go back to Egypt and scene. Yep. Moses went back to his father-in-law and said to him, please let me return to my relatives in Egypt and see if they are still living. Jethro said to Moses, go in peace. Now in Midian, the Lord told Moses return to Egypt for all the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey and returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took, God's staff in his hand. The Lord instructed Moses, when you go back to Egypt, make sure you do all the wonders before Pharaoh that I've put within your power, but I will harden his heart so that he won't let the people go. I want to stop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a couple of things in there. This is, this is something that comes up in all sorts of like different like circles about theology and about free will and different things like that. Um, the idea that God intentionally hardens Pharaoh's heart yeah, to make the people of Egypt suffer so that yeah. Pharaoh is forced to let his people go. Yeah. This is pretty juicy theology because it, it, uh, the Bible is easy to interpret if you just look at it as like good guys versus bad guys. Cause that's how I grew up was like, oh, it's just the good guys against the bad guys. So 
well, whatever God's got to do to help out the good guys, mm. then it's fine. But when you look at it as the whole world being a community, it's like, oh, yeah, there's Egyptians that had to suffer. If we remember later, like there's the water supply turning to blood and mm. a plague of locusts, a plague of frogs, the crops die, your livestock dies. It's like the firstborns of every house. Yeah, so it's like we're talking not just Pharaoh himself, the, the villain, the bad guy. It's like you have to also include the whole nation. If we're going to take this historically, and that's, yeah. I guess that's where it comes down to. But yeah, it's like, is he responsible for all of that mess because he, you know, he's the one that's actually hardening the heart. But what are your thoughts, Evan? No, I think you're exactly right. Like it's, it's, it's an interesting question of, is this a one-time off thing hmm. or, you know, does God have the full ability to harden someone's heart towards, you know, anything? Um, yeah. So at that point, like, what is our decision making? Like, uh, how, you know, at, at that point, you can't yeah. do the uh, argument that God doesn't send people to hell. People send people to hell by avoiding God. No, here, like, if we take it from an evangelical standpoint, God can very much send people to hell. God can very much harden oh, yeah. harden people against him for the quote-unquote purposes of his glory and send people straight to hell. And it doesn't make sense when you really start asking questions about it. I mean, this falls right in with like the Romans 13 narrative mm -hmm. of God creates some pottery for his own good and for his pleasure and he makes other pottery just to throw it against the wall for fun and it's like that's what it comes down to why the question of why does some people go to hell or not get saved or get killed in like war times like just because god wanted them to which is wild to me to really apply on a daily basis thinking okay well god's for me and for people that survive and if people die then it must god must have hated them or predestined them for that purpose no. Which I think that's where it gets, that's where the cracks really yeah. become big because it becomes this question of, okay, well, we have a story about the Bible and someone hardening their heart. And I'm going to do it, Scott. No, no. I'm going to do it. Oh, no. What about World War II? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about jerking off. So if it's a Hitler. <laughs> it is Hitler. Does God stop Hitler from jerking off? <laughs> no. Um, but I think it's a valid question. Like, I, I think, like, I think it's not a, it's not a valid question so much as it is. It's not a far jump to ask yourself, could God have just straight up hardened Hitler's heart? Sure. Yeah. Like, why couldn't he have said, okay, I'm going to break his leg today on the way to the bad idea factory? Yeah. You know, and then he never would have had those ideas. But I, it's, that's just, I, I, I know I bring up the Hitler thing a lot, but it's the most, when it comes to like the genocide and the death and the Bible and like these hard conversations, like these hard yeah, things of yeah. like, um, you know, God having control or allowing something bad to happen, I think the most, a very recent one uh, in our nation's history that also has to deal with the chosen people of God is the Holocaust. And it's, yeah. it's not a far jump. 
and it's why there's a lot of liter there's a lot of Jewish literature on what happened for a reason. Um, yeah. So this is always an interesting conversation about like um, God hardening Pharaoh's heart. It comes up all the time when you're talking to Calvinists or Armenians. Um, that's just people who ascribe Freaking to Calvinism, Calvinist. Calvinism, and people from Armenia. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you'd be surprised how many Armenians you meet. People named Calvin and people named Calvin people from and Armenia. people from Armenia. <laughs> um, but basically, people who believe, okay, you know, you uh, everybody was predestined for either heaven or hell before they were born, or of Armenians who are like, no, that's not true. We all have a choice uh, to be saved. Um, that's the basic tenet of that. Yeah. That's the split. Um, now there are some nuances within that split, of course, uh, because the question is how much free will do you have and how much sovereignty does God have? Right. Yeah. Then that was a time in my life. I was a very Calvinist where I was like, everything's in God's control. So like every decision I've ever made was influenced by God at some point. Like, yeah, you, if you take one of the tenets of it, then you have to take it pretty extreme like if you're saying that god is in control of everything um and it doesn't like you're mentioning it just starts easily breaking down like you do think about modern like terrorism and dictatorships and whatever genocides whatever you want to call it it's like where these people could just get stopped it's like a simple act of god (laughs) like literally quite literally like why not just strike their car with lightning or like lock them in their house like make them lose their keys or something like that stuff happens all the time i remember people saying Oh, like my alarm didn't go off, you know, the morning of, you know, this tragic event, like when I was going to have a car accident or something like that. And it's like, so God was looking out for me. It's like, why couldn't he do the same thing for (laughs) For everybody else? Yeah. Like for these huge events. But I remember there was a, uh, there was a tweet out there and there was this lady, she was like, my sister, uh, died in a fire, but, um, by the grace of God, uh, her Bible was the only thing that survived. (laughs) And the top comment was like, Bethany, she died. Yeah, she, your sister completely kicked the bucket. Like it, it doesn't matter. It's been yeah, it's it's finding all these spots. But yeah, anyway, so God hardened some hearts. Let's yeah. keep going. Then you will say to Pharaoh, "This is what Yahweh, no way, Yahweh says: Israel is my firstborn son." I told you, let my son go, so that he may worship me. But you refuse to let him go. Now I will kill your firstborn son. On the trip at an overnight campsite, it happened that the Lord confronted Moses and sought to put him to death. Seems to be a jump to me. Um, Fairly extreme here. So Zipporah took a flint, Moses' wife. Zipporah, not the flint. Ziploc bag. Uh, So Ziploc bag (laughs) took a flint, (laughs) cut off her son's foreskin, and threw it at Moses' feet. Then she said, you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let, so Moses let, uh, God let Moses alone. Um, at that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood to me, referring to the circumcision. Definitely normal behavior. You know. Like, we've all done this. Haven't we been attacked by the Lord God himself yeah. at an overnight motel? No, I, I don't... And- I don't know how you were circumcised, but that was exactly how I was. Yeah, I was circumcised in a Motel 6. My mom just cut my... God was going to attack my dad. 
And yep. so mom circumcised me and my brother. And God had my dad skins. up against a Pepsi machine in yeah. the front of the hotel. Yeah. God, God came out with a baseball bat wrapped around with barbed wire. <laughs> God had a singlet on like Andre the Giant yep. and just crashed through the window and choke slammed my dad under the floor. God, God was busting out the headlights of my dad's. <laughs> you know that one GMC that, or that that Yukon, that green Yukon, that just is nineteen ninety eight. Um, just busted. I love that how you out. painted the picture there for the mod- make and model. <laughs> busted that out. And then yelled into the yelled out yelled in the motel parking lot. You want to fuck with me? Where's my fucking money? So then, naturally, you know, my naturally, wife cuts my off my son's. Oh, sorry, my mom. Yeah, this my, mom, to my mom. Yeah, right, we're in the past. Yeah. My mom cuts off her son's foreskins, yep. throws them at my dad's feet, and God was like, "Okay, this was what I was looking for." Yeah, Carry actually, on. this is perfect. Thank this you very is, much. This, I'm, I'm gonna have a great night, you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Never mind the fact that God is sending Moses on a mission and was like, yeah, let's kind of reframe this whole thing. Like (laughs) God appoints him to a huge mission of you're going to help free my people. And Moses kind of is at first like, I'm not going to do this. This, I can't talk. He's hemming and hawing. You know, he's hemming and hawing a little bit. and, And then God convinces him, um, and so then he's on his way, and then suddenly there's a confrontation at the overnight camping stay at the you know Beaver Creek Memorial Trailer Park grounds. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, and I think you can't like reasonably say, like if this was just somebody being like Moses got really sick, he must have gotten like fucking sick, because the verbiage here is God confronts him. Yeah, it doesn't set the scene like he got struck with illness and then God because there's other stories we've read in the Bible where it's like God inflicts a sickness to try to kill somebody and then yeah. like revives them. And God like this a, sounds like he's yeah. waiting for to beat him up. Yeah. God like appears to Moses several times. Like he yeah. shows when God wants to show up, he shows up. And so I've got no doubt in my mind that this story is trying to tell you that God was yeah. there and drew a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had his ass kicking boots on. Yeah. You know, he was in like, the parking lot. This is how we do it back in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I would get biblical on your ass. You don't even know what the Bible is yet. I don't even know what the Bible is. You're so dumb. <laughs> it's coming. It's going to be fucked up. Be fu- <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're to be one book. All this is going to be just one fucking book, Moses. But 66 of them, but kind of back to back. It's kind of out of order, but yeah, not real. Not linear in any shape or form. Yeah. Some it's going to be two tell- testaments where some people will agree to most of one part of it and then kind of forget about the first half. And you're in the first half, unfortunately. Yeah. But the second half's way better. Yeah. My son's going to be playing it. He's not a Nepo baby. He's, He's just my son. Baby. He's just my He's son. Opportunity. Just, yeah. You know, great opportunity for him, I think. Um, sometimes, <laughs> like, different stories are told. Yeah, we like have to have it's like different witnesses to the same event. You know, it's kind of like yeah. the OJ trial. You don't know what that is either, but that's coming. So that's, <laughs> that's coming. You probably won't live to see it, um, even though you yeah. know you you guys. Unlike Methuselah to... over here, he's still kicking. <laughs> he's so. still kicking. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> Shut up! Eat your Jello. 
in the corner of the parking lot. <laughs> oh, there's foreskins on your feet? Never mind. Now chill. Oh, foreskins? All right, I'll put the bat down. Never mind. You're cool. You're cool. But anyway, just the, be on the lookout for that Bible thing. It's oh, going to be a sish? big seller. You sish? <laughs> you sish? <laughs> you sish? Shut up. Oh, oh bro, I, I I love people who sish. It's actually really natural for you. Like, it's, it's, actually, it's it's yeah. so much better for you. And like, I also only eat raw meat, uh, liver king. So I just you know really try to make sure I get all my glycomutabates. Yeah, I, I like I like to get my glycoma in as much as I can. <laughs> my B fourteen, I nine bingo bongo. <laughs> Vitamins. <laughs> Clearly, we know a lot about health and oh, man. If, if there's nutrition. Any, trust that we know more about the Bible than we do health and nutrition. Also, Holly, sorry I haven't got a single note of dietitian <laughs> talking me. I like to get my macronutrients in. I got a macronutrient for sure. It's yeah. definitely not a micronutrient. No, no, it's not a micronutrient. My nutrient... <laughs> My my nutrients been sieged, but it's macro. It's actually jumbo nutrient. It's, it's considered it's, it's, o- yeah. it's omega plus nutrient. <laughs> omega flex plus. We always just find the bottom of the drain and just circle it, don't we? We yep. just that's this. Welcome to our podcast. What's the use of a dead horse if you can't beat it? <laughs> Oh, all right. So I think we're, we've wrapped up the story, right? Because uh, yeah. pretty yeah. much just Ziploc bag throws a baby penis at God and he runs away. That's just... <laughs> throws, uh, throws the end of a baby the end, penis. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. the foreskin yeah. The of end. a baby penis, which I don't know how old they are. They could have been fucking teenagers. <laughs> yeah, it could have been some 12-year-olds. It could have been a 31-year-old man at this point. We don't know. <laughs> Imagine that conversation. Boys, boys, God's going to kill your dad. I need you to drop your pants right now. Hurry. I need your pants out now. <laughs> your pants right now. I've got this really Mom, razor what? sharp rock right now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's what, do you think? All right. This is going to get gruesome. But with a flint, do you think it was like a careful surgical maneuver around or was it just like a yank and chop? <laughs> Well, here's something. Here's something interesting that's actually historical. Oh, um, history. yeah. So, uh, circumcision was originally from Africa because everybody came from Africa. Spoiler alert. Um, but it was very common among the priesthood in Egypt and Midian and everywhere like that. That's where it was. And Jethro is a priest, and so I think. I don't think it's a far stretch to say Zipporah wouldn't have been unfamiliar with the practice. Um, as you know, his daughter, she probably saw what happened and maybe have performed a few circumcisions herself. I don't know. Um, but like, it was very much a, like Pharaoh was, was probably circumcised. Um, say that. So no, I'm just saying like, it was very much a practice among um, the nobility and the priesthood. Um, which makes the Israelites unique because they were like, it's for everybody. Um, That's not my Bible. Only the good guys have penises <laughs> like this, and then everyone else has a, a weird, normal penis. That's how it's supposed to be. Good guys, they have 
these types of penises. Yeah. Sished. Sished. <laughs> Bro, you sish? You sish? Oh, there's so much emphasis on penises. Yeah. I mean, people cannot blame us for being this obsessed with, with dick jokes. Yeah, no, there's like, there's... So much emphasis on your also dick circumcision is like one of the only <laughs> process. I, I I'm kind of talking out my ass right now, but it is a very shocking process to have at the very beginning of the Bible and not explain what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember That's as a giving kid, the assumption that everybody knows what it is. Yeah, that it's so rampant at that point that you that when the Bible was formed, it was like, oh yeah, circumcision. That's like prayer, like. <laughs> when you finally realize what it is like i think as a kid i never really grasped what was going on and then there was a moment <laughs> where i thought for some reason i thought circumcision was when you just this is so gruesome but i thought you just chopped the whole end off <gasps> and i was like well i'm definitely not that because that's not mine has something <laughs> and so for like I think for as like a, a very little kid, that's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, like, why would God want that? <laughs> Seems like a weird thing for God to want. <laughs> but then you realize it's just part of it, and you're like, that's still kind of weird that God really wants this. Like, he's really like, all right, let's not murder. We're not going to kill other people. We're not going to steal things that aren't ours. Um, and you know what? Your penis, maybe just take off the sweater and then we're good. You know, and then that's, that's, I should have just done that out of the box default setting, but, uh, you guys got to do this part. It's yeah. beta. It's a, it's a bug fix. <laughs> it's a bug fix. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, there's a, a song by a guy called Hummus Vacuum and oh he does a song called Give Me Back My Foreskin and it's a pop punk like, it's just a pop punk song about yelling at a rabbi to give him back his foreskin. Uh, it's just, it's everywhere. So listeners don't blame us that we bring it up almost every episode. Cause the Bible mentions it almost every episode at this point. Yeah. The, the Bible mentioned it right here. Yeah. We're just talking about it. So back off. Ow. Yeah. Ah, stop hitting us. Yeah. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. How about that? How about, how about you sit hey, down? Shut hey, the fuck hey, up. Hey, 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 stop. That's our listener there. You, Hey, Put your hey, put your fist down. Hey, eat my ass. Hey, listener, you're on my side. Hey, right now. Hey, come on over here, listener. Hey, fuck it's you. Okay, okay? Here. I got you, listener. It's okay. He's he's gonna stop yelling in a little bit. He just needs to calm down. At no point am I gonna stop yelling. He's gonna calm down. Just listener, come over here. We got right. we got to tell him something to do. We got to distract him. Here, right. let's talk about. Yeah. Football. 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 Oh, football. 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 Look, there's a football, football. game going football. on over there. Football. Oklahoma oh, American Texas Musical Theater. Yesterday. American Musical Theater. Oh my God! <laughs> Book of Mormon. <laughs> it's not my fault. I have varied interests and I'm a three-dimensional man. <laughs> a three-dimensional man. <laughs> oh man, let's. I want to kind of talk more about. I still God attempting to kill Moses. I was about to say. Interesting point. I still think it's really wild that God's like, "Hey, go to Egypt." You know what? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm going to kill you. Um, do we have a good explanation? Why is it because his his son wasn't circumcised? That's really the only reason that God wanted to kill him. Was that he wasn't following the commands. I'll, I'll, I'll do the I'm silent where the Bible is silent. That's what saved him from being killed. 
we don't have a reason as to why God was going to kill him. I see. So, because according to my ESP study Bible, dun, 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 dun. um, it says Moses' failure to circumcise his son could have led to his death had it not been for his wife's action. Once again, Moses' life is preserved through the actions of another, including the time as now his wife's Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> You can store more in less place, less space with Ziploc bag. You can turn it upside down and shake it. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Um, no, it's like that's so the ESV most. Study Bible disagrees with you, Evan. Uh, sure, oh, ESV Study Bible says could. They don't say could. Is the it's reason. true. They're not very definitive there. The ESV Study Bible always leaves a room for error. Ah, spineless nerds. Yeah, spineless theological nerds. May, uh, stand your ground, damn it! <laughs> Have a back. I it's, I think it's 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 wild. Whatever the reason, I don't know. Maybe like Moses killed a bunch of kids, and we don't know about it. Like you know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we missed that verse right before. Yeah, he <laughs> missed that verse when she went kids. when he went all fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And so maybe there's that. Um, but it's also, it's, I think the equally wild part is just what placates it and that circumcision is such a big part, which again, kind of going back to the historical context of it all, um, circumcision was already a practice and was a practice for the nobility and for the priesthood in this section of the world. And so circumcising your sons, I think, was something a little bit different that the Israelites and the Jewish people were doing, where it was a matter of it's not just for people in you know, political power, it's for everyone. Mm. Um, and I always, just, I always think that circumcision is such a weird way to trademark yourself. Unless you're just walking around bare ass naked, yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta just reveal yourself to people to be like, no, 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 no. I had this happen. It's all right. I'm good. God's on my side. Check this thing out. Uh, and I know, like, yeah. I know there are stories about how people make deals with one another where they would grab, like, men would, <clears throat> excuse me, men would grab each other by the schlong, essentially. <laughs> And just be like, my seed is, my seed is in your hand. Oh my god! <laughs> but that you, is just deplorable. It, it happened. Um, I believe it during this day and age. But like, happened just last week, my buddy. But that's almost like playing. If if you think that you can tell that someone's circumcised just by doing that, that's almost by playing like a game of mystery box and trying to figure out what's in the box. It was their first run at two factor authentication. Like, okay. His face. I recognize that. Let's check out. Let's check out the penis. Okay. That's a mismatch. Your penis doesn't match your face there, buddy. Sorry. This deal's not authorized. This deal is not authorized. Uh, you need a circumcised penis to oh, conclude man. this deal. <laughs> I I don't understand. I 
circumcision, I actually, this is like the weirdest, thought, but I would love to read a book about it because I don't know where it came from. The, like you said, the Bible doesn't really say there's no origin story um, or even like a myth behind it that I know of. Cause no. at least other things I've heard of like myths of like, Oh, well in Greek culture, they think that this God did this and this. And that's I, like, so there's no even lore behind it. It's just like a random procedure that gets done. And for some reason it got ordained by the Judeo Christian God and forever has been part of our culture. Yeah. Uh, it's the best that, uh, cause I did some research on this a while back. The best that we know is that it started in East Africa and again, was kind of a nobility and priesthood thing. And then the Canaanites started trading with the Egyptians and picked up the practice and started yeah. doing it for everybody because they were much more of a nomadic group. Didn't necessarily have like a head priest or a king or whatever. Um, so they, that's kind of from an anthropological standpoint. So how, somebody just thought it was a good idea for their kids, essentially, from another culture. They're, they're like, oh, like, their priests do it. So. Yeah, and some lady was like, this feels actually really good. I'm going to make oh sure. My- my sons do the same thing. Jesus Christ on a cracker. But also, like, <laughs> I think back, like, back then, like, we didn't, you know, hygiene standards weren't up, or it's kind of complicated to say, but like, it is much easier to cut off a part of your body that's harder to clean than to just. I clean guess, it. You know, but like, I, I think that's the thought process. There is like, yeah, and especially if that like gets infected and everything like that. that is, I'll cut my armpits off then too. Yeah, but, no, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one is just, it's such a weird act that has been so, uh, normalized, normalized. And also just like in the Bible though, I think what's, I find it funny is like that we'll preach about it. Like I remember like Sunday mornings, like on a random Sunday in like September, you know, we'd have a circumcision pastor talk day. about like, <laughs> We'd have circumcision day right after <laughs> peanut butter jellies. <laughs> Circumcise my heart, Lord. Lord. Circumcise my heart. My penis needs it. <laughs> my PP needs it. Yes, Lord. Snip, no, Lord, a- snip, Lord, snip, snip, Lord. <laughs> From Stop. the outside in. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Quit. I was waiting for one more. Um, so I'll stand with arms high and skin abandoned. Oh my gosh. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh God. This is, we're going to rebrand this just to the. PP poo poo podcast with Evan and Scott. PP poo poo and occasionally Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally <laughs> Hitler and 9 11 talking. Um, well, I think that's all I got. So any final thoughts then on uh, on this passage? It's just kind of bananas. It's just like, it's yeah. one of, like <laughs> God is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? 
the same guy that is stone cold Steve Austin in a Motel Six parking lot is the same guy you worship today. Yep. Karen. <laughs> the, 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 the guy that's just like, all right, I trust you to go and let let your people go. Just sitting down later. You know who I hate? Moses. Like it, it's yeah. it's like that uh, arrested development where it's like, I love all my children equally. I don't really care for Job. Yeah. I imagine God's like he just like Got back into his mountain. I, I imagine God like in a mountain lair, you know, kind of like the Grinch. He just kind of at the top of the mountain, just like inside. But he just finished telling Moses, like, yeah, you're going to do all these signs. You're going to Pharaoh. It'd be great. Just get all my people to go. Then he gets back into his recliner. He's like, I actually hate that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go kill him. God's been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Moses always acted so ah. tough. I killed a guy. I'll show him Always acting like you're such a wimpy baby. <laughs> I can't speak in front of people. <laughs> I got a son. What's the big deal? Yeah. Come here, Jesus. Come here. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Jesus. you know, I, I love, love you. you. I love you. I love, <laughs> I love it. I love you. You're my son. Gonna kill you. You're my son. <laughs> what you got over there, Jesus? Is that Minecraft? That's a good job. You're doing a good, good job. job. Doing a good job. Why am I here? Why am I here? I'm gonna kill Moses. Actually. I'm gonna kill Moses. I'm gonna get the keys to his <laughs> Pontiac. <laughs> that is it's just the, the like total 180. And I know it's like, we have to take into consideration it's a historical book, and so like the nuances of like past, like you know, I, I don't know. Um, Take, taking us to dinner with the language of you know changing uh, events yeah. isn't necessarily uh, a literary convention where it's just like and then you know after certain things happen after thinking about this, um, yeah. but it's it's just such a it's wild that God has that switch of a flip where he's like all right go son of a bitch I got to kill that guy yeah. And then Within equally, days. yeah, equally as insane is what placates God. Yeah. Oh, foreskins on the feet. Oh, that's I'm all good here. Hey, I'll I'll leave you alone. Hey, you I was, I was mad until I learned that y'all sage. So <laughs> y'all sage over there. Uh, yeah. Honestly, what you brought up for my final thought is just that. Uh, this is the same God that people are worshiping today, Sunday mornings. Yep, right now. Know. Right now. Yeah, actually, right now. <laughs> Most places across the world when we record this. Um, and that is so funny to me that there, people are right now, like, you know, laying down their burdens of getting into a school they wanted to be a part of or, or growing their family or, you know, help my dog that's going to the vet tomorrow. And... The God is that they're praying to is this like a motel brawler across <laughs> the Middle East this that's willing drunk to drunk roadhouse fighter. Yeah, just like and the only thing that will appease him is foreskin. <laughs> it's like so wild to me. And so like Do you yeah, the thought of I, I, God's the same. I don't get it. I know we have I know this is we were in final thoughts, but I want to ask. Is foreskin something God wants, or is foreskin his kryptonite? Why would he 
why would he want to? Oh, so you think they threw it at his feet and he's like, ah, ah. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like Dracula the, against the, the daylight. It, exactly. Ah. Is circumcision something, like is foreskin something that protects you? Like, or, or a circumcised penis, is that like a kryptonite against God where he can't harm you? Or, so maybe God's the bad guy all along, mm. and by being circumcised, you're blessed because God can't fucking attack you in the middle of the night at motels. Yep, unless you're Job. Unless you're Job, yeah. Unless you're Job, then you're gonna die. Then you're gonna get everything taken away from you. Yep. That's but, uh, that's a very interesting <laughs> thought. I like to think that you could have a sack full of foreskins to like throw at God. It's like having a clove of garlic around your neck, a yep. clove of. To get Force. Dracula away from you, yeah. <laughs> God rears the corner and is like, "Oh no, foreskin is my only weakness." Blah, foreskin, Blah. please, bleh, bleh. <laughs> One, I'll go, I'll two. go. I'm sorry. I was going to take a hit tonight, but there's foreskins on the ground. Ooh, I'll be leaving. It's a little bit icky. I don't understand how. God, you- <laughs> like little mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thank you everybody so much for listening we really appreciate it uh you can follow us on uh social media if you're curious about if you have ideas on what you want us to talk about you can go to unblessedpodcast.com that's u-n-b-l-e-s-s-e-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t dot c-o-m Good job. Yeah. Thank you. I I was second in my spelling bee in school. Wow. I would have thought you were first. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I the must bar's have, really low for me, though. But, um, <laughs> but thank, you, I, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and without further ado, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And keep snipping. <laughs>